Blog Talk Radio. Another day, another chance. Hi, everybody. Welcome again to Riding the Wave. I'm your host, Mark Healy, the managing editor of The Wave, Rockaway's newspaper since 1893. Today's show is a special one. Uh, We had a great conversation with Bennett D. Bennett. He's from Far Rockaway, and he was recently named one of the top 100 people who make advertising great by the American Association of Advertising Agencies. The four A's is the National Trade Association. It represents the advertising agency business in the U.S. and it was founded in 1917. So uh, this top 100 um, list that they came up with was part of their 4A's uh, 100th anniversary. So certainly an incredible honor for Bennett who works at the Ad advertising agent BBDO, uh, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the world. Uh, he sat down with me yesterday. We had a fascinating conversation, and I'd like to share it with you uh, right now. We're talking with Bennett D. Bennett. Uh, c- currently, you're at BBDO, yes, correct? Um, first, uh, just want to introduce some folks. Uh, Bennett uh, D. Bennett is, a, is, a, is a, actually your real name, correct? It, it really is my real name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, my dad thought it would be kind of funny to to name his uh, child that, and you know, also thought it would be a great conversation starter. So, I read that. I read yeah. that on your bio, yeah. and it's funny. I as soon as I heard, it, I said, you know what? He's right. You know, because yeah. it is. You know, because I'm sure that people bring it up. You know, it's kind yeah. of an icebreaker. You know, when you meet people. Yeah, it's the craziest icebreaker. It's either my height since I'm six seven, or my name. You know, it's either one of those two things. When you walk in a room, people know. You know, I'm here. Yes. (laughs) Um, I've been following you on Twitter for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so and I I believe um, that there was a. um, I believe it started as a conversation. You and I started talking about issues related to um, things that were going on in the community. And I believe, if I recall correctly, when you reached out, you said something along the lines of, um, you know, well, the wave is my, is my hometown newspaper. So um, I want to make sure that we're on the same page or something like that. It was something, (laughs) it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thumbs up guy. It was more of a, there was a, a serious issue that was being discussed. Mm-hmm. I believe it was, if I if, if I recall correctly, yeah. I believe it was uh, the um, the no uh, NY no new NYPD 
that was being discussed between it was an article that I had written that I was getting a lot of pushback on yeah. and I was trying to be reasonable as mm -hmm. I discussed it and you were one of the people that said well you know this is a real issue but you know given that you're the wave right, right, right. you know that there was a, a conversation to be had mm -hmm. rather than shouting right so when I saw that when I saw your response to that mm -hmm. that's when I started following you uh, so I think since then We've had a bunch of different interactions, but I've also watched you and how you interact and I've kept up with you and, and the things that you've done. So the reason we, we wanted to bring you in today was to talk about um, the four A's honor, a uh, hundred people who make advertising great, which yeah. is to me incredible. How did you feel when you first found out? Uh, honestly, uh, so the news was announced publicly last week. But uh, I had a weird way of finding out um, that I was part of the list um, a few weeks ago. Uh, they sent out emails to each one of the 100 people, and I didn't get one of those emails. So I had friends within the industry reach out and say, hey, did you make the list? I got an email, and I said I didn't get an email. And it wasn't until a, a friend of mine, a, co a colleague who worked at the 4As was having a going away party that people were like, Hey, did you get the email? Congratulations. I'm like, what email, you know, <laughs> what am I missing? Uh, exactly. It, um, Don't you love that? I, <laughs> I, do that. <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, in a one way, a sigh of relief, uh, cause I hadn't known about the, I had known that there was, uh, this whole situation where the four A's, which is celebrating its hundredth anniversary this right. year, which is awesome. And, I'm actually writing articles for um, one of their media partners called The Drum, this international marketing magazine, where I'm featuring a separate set of 100 people in a more Humans of New York style way. Uh, so I had been familiar with this uh, 100 people honor, but, you know, and I, I wanted it bad because uh, I do a lot of things in the industry, in the diversity space, and I'm from New York. I'm involved with the two advertising high schools with college kids, you know, in the local area, you know, I am a local product. Uh, and I, I mean, to have the honor to, you know, more or less represent New York, to represent the Rockaways, uh, and just everything that, uh, I've pushed towards for the past few years has, has been amazing. It's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of still not over it. No, and neither would I, I'd, yeah. I'd be jumping up and down. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, when you're, None of us get into the business we get into for the honors and the awards. Mm -hmm. uh, they are gravy. However, uh, I'm sure that you'll agree mm -hmm. that when someone does recognize you, especially someone's opinion who you really, you know, it's one thing for your mom right. or your dad or whoever to tell you that you're doing a great job because right. that's their job to tell you that you're doing <laughs> exactly. a great job. Right. But when you're getting uh, recognized from colleagues, from people who you respect, and right. from a, from a from a you know publication slash organization that's been around for a hundred years, it's pretty cool. It, it that it is that it is, and uh, you know I have a good relationship with the four A's. First off, uh, they have this internship program called MAPE, uh, the Multicultural Advertising Intern Program, and I'm a product of that. I did the program back in 2013. I've been a mentor for a couple of aspiring copywriters, uh, been heavily involved with uh, with that, the high schools that the 4A's uh, reaches out to 
as well. So, you know, just knowing how, I guess, immersed I am in the progression of the advertising industry is, uh, you know, it's cool for me. It's, uh, I've taken it on as a weird responsibility because, uh, I, I can tell you first, like, I was not expecting to, one, end up in this industry at all. I started at a Hunter College as a physics major and somehow wound up at a city college, you know, off a whim, off of a friend at FIT saying, uh, hey, I've seen a lot of the short stories that you've written in the past. Like, you'd be great as a copywriter. Have you considered it? You know, so to go from that, you know, I always think about that moment and where I am now one of the, you know, the world's most awarded agencies, uh, you know, just representing a lot of different things, uh, you know, ethnically, racially, and, you know, just culturally being from, being from out here is, uh, it's, uh, it's just a, it's a whirlwind feeling at times. It's got to be a responsibility too. Like you you probably feel that, you know. It's a responsibility that you kind of don't ask for. Right. It just kind of falls in your lap. And I talk to younger people all the time. Like when you're a person of color uh, or a woman in an industry that is male dominated, it's like, sheesh, like you're just, you're trying to be great. And then other people are looking at you and they're reaching out and they're saying, how'd you do this? How can I, you know, replicate that, you know, replicate that success for myself. And it's just like, well, I'm barely where I want to be yet. Like, I'll do what I can, but, you know, you've got to, you've got to work with me. It's tough. You know, people look at you as a mentor or a role model and, you know, I'm only 27 years old, not even close to 30. And it's just like, sheesh, all I want is, uh, you know, all... I kind of want to be great enough first and then feel like I can, can help other people. But, you know, it's kind of been that, uh, you know, I take a step forward and I, you know, pull other people up with me. Uh, it's, it's a tough responsibility, but, you know, I've, I've done my best. And I, my best. You know, I think, too, it's communicating. It, it's, 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 it's also communicating um, – that it's not so much what you can do for someone because mm-hmm. you know there's times I say look man I, I'm in no position right. to you know I can certainly pass your resume along or something like that but really right. that's all I can do because you know you got to have juice to make things happen for other people and that's in every industry oh, yeah. but especially in creative industries oh, like yeah. advertising like like journalism like sports where I came from that's mm-hmm. where I came from uh, there is that, you know, and it's yeah. tough. Like you said, it's a responsibility that you don't really want, but but it's there mm-hmm. because you are uh, an example to a lot of, right. as you said, young people of color that are struggling to find where they're going to go, where mm-hmm. they're going to, right. to, to end up. Mm-hmm. So um, Anna has a question. Yeah, I know there are a few people who have this outlook, especially in the media and journalism realms of kind of, I got myself here, I did the work, I did the grinding, like, why should I help you? And that's a a very prevalent theme, I think, in people who really work hard and 
are trying to get to this certain place in their careers and they have this feeling yeah. like I did all the work myself, you should kind of do the legwork too. So how do you feel about that? Uh, there's a good point when people, when people say that, uh, you know, that they, you know, that they put in a set amount of work. I feel like I put in a set amount of work, but after a while, I think even when I transferred to city college, because starter hunter took some time off and I was at Kingsborough for about a year before, uh, transferring, and I was going to networking events by myself. I was, you know, applying for internships and, you know, just doing things on my own. And then I realized there's an opportunity for <clears throat> other people to, you know, to come along for the ride. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I was seeing, it was, it was weird going to events and feeling like I was the only one who looked like me or was in my age group. Uh, going to these things, so I would just, you know, I would drag my classmates along for time, and it just started becoming something bigger than me. Uh, and it's a tough thing. It, it's such a tough balance, I guess, especially as a millennial nowadays. Like you want to be self-made in a position that you know suits your personality, your skill set, and all sorts of other things, but you know, the fact that everything is so digital, including the way we converse and network mm -hmm. and, you know, and build bonds and relationships that, you know, the opportunity to represent so much more is just like, it just happens like that. Yeah. You know, one day, you know, you can do something cool and, you know, something cool on your own. The next thing, you know, five, five or six people are, finding out about it and reaching out to you and it's scary and can be overwhelming and it takes uh, a certain kind of person. I don't know if I'm that certain kind of person uh, to, to be able to handle it with, with grace and one, not let it get to their head, two, not shun the possibility of bonds with breaking those potential bonds with people. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky balance. Yeah. But you feel like there is room for that kind of shared success, you know, oh, to bring sure. people along for the ride as opposed to like Without telling them, maybe I can't help you because I'm, I'm nervous about you surpassing me maybe in a certain light. So, so I know there are, it's a tricky balance for sure. Yeah, but um, I also believe that everybody kind of has their own lane and I'm a team, I'm a team guy, yeah. a big sports guy. Uh, Played volleyball in high school, you know, played a little bit of basketball growing up as well. Like, I care about playing my role and helping the people around me be great. You know, uh, grew up, you know, watching the Yankees uh, and the Mets sometimes, too. I don't want to leave It's okay. Them. No, you don't. You, you, it's okay. <laughs> I don't want to leave them. No, it's all right. It's all right, Benny. We're talking with Benny D. Bennett, uh, who just was recognized by uh, the four A's as one of the top 100 uh, people who make advertising great. And let's talk a little bit about, um, and I just wanted to just, uh, just before I ask my next question, I just want to add something that Anna uh, was talking about. Anna Spivak, of course, our assistant editor, who's fantastic. Um, I've always tried to be a mentor. Um, and be, maybe it's because I started in this industry late. I mean, I was an actor until I was 26, 27 years old. So I didn't get into journalism. I didn't get my first full-time job in journalism at the Associated Press until I was 30. I was surrounded by people that were 10 years younger than me. Uh, and also, you know, there was a good, certainly a good chunk of people that were older than me that had been around. 
So I was like an older guy who didn't have, you know, 10 years of covering baseball mm -hmm. under his belt. Right. You know, I was a 30-year-old who just came off, you know, as a full-time intern at 27 at WSAN. Yeah. You know, so it was always weird for me um, to assume that mentor role because was, I was doing it in the beginning just because of my age. Right. And then as time went on, as time has gone on, um, I just looked at my own my own journey and said, look, I, I, I didn't have a lot of help getting here. You know, I did. The only reason I got to certain places was because of a personal connection. But in the long run, uh, I always feel that it's consistency. Uh, because what you were saying before, you know, you, 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 you produce something and you think it's good mm -hmm. and, and maybe five or six people recognize it, but then that's it. Yeah. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? And then if you're consistent mm -hmm. and you're putting your best work out there as much as you can, eventually it's going to be recognized. Oh, and, yeah. and most of the time, I've, in my experience anyway, um, things that I worked on that I didn't think were going to be big turned out to be humongous. And the things that I thought were going to be humongous were just right. like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Man, sheesh, I kind of have... I feel like I have examples of, of that. So um, after I did Nathan 2013, there was a there was a contest out for uh, to name this new high school in Lower Manhattan, right by City Hall, uh, first of its kind, where it's a nine through fourteen situation. You go in for four years, your for your first four years, earn college credit you know, and then two years of actual uh, community college and you leave with a, with a, you leave with a high school diploma, uh, associate's degree, all for free. Uh, one of those P-Tech schools that a former President Obama was talking about, but this was going to be an advertising. And somehow I won that contest. Uh, it's called Mecca. It's downtown. It's a really nice school with a really talented kids. Like, you'd be surprised if these 13 to 17, 18 year olds who are just so, they just have the creative capacity to, to create great stuff. And some of them already have, but you know, it's so raw. Like you need to have, you know, people like me who are a little bit more experienced to help them, you know, one, believe in themselves and two, polish and hone their craft. Uh, and it's kind of exploded to the I mean, there was already one high school in Canarsie called I Am, the High School for Innovation in Advertising and Media. And now you have Mecca, which is the Manhattan Early College of Advertising. Weird name, but somehow, you know, somehow it's stuck for a lot of uh, a lot of people. And you know, it's cool seeing these kids grow up. And you may have wanted, you know, you may have loved the opportunity to mentor, but like it, it was such a scary thing for me such a scary thing, but at least now, you know, since there's this huge age difference between me and these kids, like, it actually feels more natural, more of something that I can handle right now, which is uh, really cool, and next year is going to be Mecca's first graduating class, and um, the whole 100 people thing is going to culminate into a gala in September, Trevor Noah will host, and it's going to be this huge fundraiser that, you know, the proceeds will go directly to, to these schools, better equipment, um, better learning opportunities for these kids. 
and something that I obviously never had coming out of Brooklyn Tech. Like I didn't know advertising existed the way it did when I graduated from Tech in like 2008. So it's a like it's crazy. Like naming something, like just putting a name to something, and then seeing it just blow up the way it has, and how it's impacted the lives of these kids, their families who are for the most part, first-generation Americans. Uh, and it, it's kind of awesome. It's just all around just uh, seeing where this industry can go based off of being around these kids. It's something to behold. Every industry that is going to succeed mm -hmm. year upon year yeah. upon year upon year upon decade yeah. um, needs innovation, You know, needs something to keep it fresh, keep it... Uh, keep it relevant, keep it, you know, so that uh, it becomes a multi-generational uh, industry. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, journalism is having its issues. Uh, not, not so much the craft. The, the craft is having issues. That's a whole other conversation. Right. But the industry itself is, is looking for that next innovation. Um, the advertising world, obviously, is just as much in flux as any kind of media uh, slash um, marketing. And the whole, you know, thing is, what do we do next? Where are we going next? Obviously, online is huge, digital is huge, and, and people are trying to find ways to benefit from it. Right. Um, but no one really knows what to expect because we know the volume is there. But how do we benefit from that volume? So um, to that end and to that point, uh, you worked on a project called Advite that uh, I really want people who have come across it when they search your name or when they're searching your name after this interview. Mm -hmm. what, what was Advite? What was it all about? And what was your involvement with it? Okay. So Advite, powered by Google, was founded by my good friend, Gabby Alvarez. Uh, she is currently in Europe, so Adbyte is on hold for a little while, but I first was uh, involved with that project back when I was a MAPE intern back in 2013. I was at a pharmaceutical agency as a copywriting intern, and there really just wasn't much work for me to do at all, and it was disappointing. Like It was my first major advertising internship period, and I just, you know, at by that time, you know, I'd gone to different events and, you know, felt like I should have an opportunity to, like, work on something cool. Uh, so I reached out to the 4As, and they're like, hey, we have this cool idea. We're working with a big-time client, but we don't have any creatives on it. If you want this project, it's yours. And I'm like, great, this is going to be awesome. Uh, so I get the email. I get an email the next morning with a creative brief, and the client is Google. And I'm just, I'm practically crapping myself. It's I'm just like, whoa, like, I get to work on something for Google. Uh, they needed a name for the thing and came up with a name for that, Ad by, Powered by Google. It is a one-day immersion for advertising professionals, mostly from, a, you know, underrepresented backgrounds. They get to spend a day at Google. They get to learn about a lot of Google's tech offerings, so mobile, uh, social, uh, and other platforms that they use. So that's half the day. The other half the day is 
working with a not-for-profit to solve their problems using their advertising expertise and the tech skills that they just developed with Google. Uh, one year we had the ad, the ad council in which we got to help stop bullying. The first year I think we worked with Camp Kesem, which is this not-for-profit that uh, they send kids to camp while their parents are suffering from, I guess, uh, terminal disease or cancer, uh, which is a really nice thing. And forgot what the third year was, but I mean, to give people the opportunity to not only learn new skill sets to help boost their craft and remain relevant in terms of applying for new jobs and also putting those newfound skills into practice, you know, where they can put together case studies, present it in front of judges within the industry. My job, BBDO, we had our CEO come in one time and, and be a judge for, for these professionals who are usually young. They're usually within, you know, the first three to five years of their careers. So they still have a lot to learn. They still have a lot to provide. And by just giving them this added boost, man, like, uh, it, it's so, I've been able to be behind the scenes, not only as the person who named the program, but also as their lead creative. So putting together the entire website, the marketing collateral, promoting it within, uh, within the networks, um, the target networks, and then uh, just, you know, trying to be a good host and, you know, understanding where the program could get better. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of responsibility for me, but it, it, it's cool. And I think unique opportunities like AdBite and others can definitely help, you know, industries like advertising, like journalism, not only uh, retain their talents, but also elevate their talents as well. Uh, I, I just think that's important. I've seen uh, so many different organizations, whether it's within my industry or journalism or anything within marketing or communications, where they're just hemorrhaging talent without giving them an opportunity to, to be more educated, to say, hey, you have more of a print journalism background, but we, you know, we're trying to do more video, we're trying to, you know, branch out into this or that, you know, why don't we set up, you know, ways for you to learn, keep you, make you feel better valued at your job, and make us better as an organization. Uh, I don't think enough companies are doing Self-evaluation, whether it's yourself or as a administrator mm -hmm. or as a team leader, yeah. that ability to evaluate within, mm -hmm. uh, to me, is a critical skill that is so lacking. I mean, you said it before when we talk about knowing, knowing your role or being in your lane. Yeah. That a lot of people, a lot of people, maybe some people that are listening to this, that you know have worked with me before and have heard me say this four thousand times. You have to know. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you are you you acknowledge your weaknesses mm -hmm. and then don't do anything about them. It's about strengthening and learning and and you know cultivating mm -hmm. what you do and what you bring to the table. And if I'm doing that, I want also where I work. And, and what my, my industry, I want them to self-evaluate properly. 
you know, maybe it wasn't such a smart move to give everything away for free when newspapers first went on the web, you know, because it really has cost so much mm -hmm. uh, because there hasn't been any kind of thought process. Um, and it's almost as if a lot of what's going on now um, is, 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 is encouraging uh, simply because people are evaluating their audiences better. Uh, because of technology, they're able to kind of really look at, you know, especially in your industry, like what people are buying, what, what people are accessing, uh, you know, and how they're consuming it, how they're, how they're you know, going about their day. Um, you know, are they listening to podcasts? Mm -hmm. Are they streaming them live? Um, are they still listening to the radio? Are they still, you know, because you, and you have to be like an expert in all that stuff because you have to not just focus on, uh, you know, your understanding of your demographic, which is uh, obviously you're an African-American, you are a millennial, you are someone who is in an industry that is um, dominated by white males, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so you, you, you are constantly... Uh, probably exchanging that type of information with the people that you work with, whatever, whatever team you're, you're on. So, um, you know, really my last question is, where do you see your industry going? Is it getting better? Are, are, you know, is it inclusive? Uh, are these things that are happening as you see them because you're living it? Um, you know, because a lot of people out there will be like, oh, you know, I'm a fair-minded person. I would never judge anybody based on the color of their right. skin. You know, I, I'm a meritocracy, too. I believe in that. I believe if you do a good job, I really don't care where you're from. If you learned how to write under a bridge or you learned how to write at Columbia University, I really don't care as long as it's good. Um, so, but not everybody's like that. Let's right. be honest. They're not. So, no, they're not. Using all this stuff and, and, and going on this journey... Where do you think your industry is going? Are they going in the right direction? Uh, it, it's a tough question. Definitely a tough question to answer for me. Uh, I've, so I've been involved in the diversity space with, uh, with uh, various organizations. Uh, and I've also just, uh, just been around different parts of the industry whether it's, you know, just regular advertising or in the post-production space or the industry trades, which I'm starting to be involved with. And there's just so much room for improvement that a lot of people don't necessarily see. Where we're making progress is in a pipe. You know, the industry wanted to make a pipeline for diverse, you know, diverse and diverse talent that they can include within their workspaces. And, and it's happened, you know, the pipeline is exist it exists, it's a solid thing, but now the next step is, you know, making people feel valued. Also, adjusting properly. I think the industry, I think this industry, among others, is very reactive to what's going on today and not proactive, not willing to take enough risks. And part of what this industry was known for was taking risks, you know, putting a Volkswagen Beetle on, on a page just by itself and then just 
putting some words on it and, hope, and you know, hoping that people would like it. You know, it, it's, you know, we're trying to be too predictive and not just going off of emotion. It's, uh, it's a really weird time to be in advertising. You know, will it sort itself out? These are really smart people. Uh, I think it will. Uh, as for how long it's going to take and how long I will be able to, to bear that burden as a, you know, as somebody who is trying to rise up in the ranks, somebody who's trying to not necessarily make a name for myself, but just have as much of an impact as humanly possible. I don't know. It's, it's a tough thing. I think the industry can do it, but they really just have to, they kind of have to be smarter. They kind of have to, I don't want to say rely on, you know, the diversity that's there. I think it's more of listening to to what we're bringing to the table, not just throwing money at the diversity thing, but actually, like, putting manpower behind it, you know, and working together to solve these problems. Because a lot of times I just see, you know, Hispanics and blacks and Asians banding together or the LGBT community, to, uh, you know, banding by itself. Uh, when it really has to be a collective effort. You know, uh, it, that's the only way I can truly see progress. You know, it's tough. I see Airbnb, you know, making it, you know, trying to make its strides or, you know, other people in the tech industry that give, hold themselves accountable. Advertising has not held itself accountable enough. You know, they say, cool. You know, some people will say, oh, we're fixing the diversity problem. But, like, it, it's not just diversity anymore. It's actually including people. Diversity is fine. Like, we're going to end up, you know, we're going to get to a place where it's going to be diverse. But the people in power, you know, the people in power are still probably going to be, you know, mostly white or look look a certain way, and it can't be like that. You know, more voices have to be included. And with those, you know, more, you know, with those voices, you'll hopefully be able to make some, some radical change in, you know, in a quicker time. That, that's what I'm hoping for. It's a, it's a little optimistic for me, uh, but I also remember being really pe pessimistic about it maybe a year or so ago. So, I mean, that could tell you a lot that uh, my outlook has changed and just uh, owning up to my responsibility uh, in making that happen is, uh, is, is part of it. Well, look, man, I really want to, I really appreciate you coming down, sharing your story. Uh, we certainly uh, want everybody out there um, to keep track of what you're up to and what you're doing. So what's the best way for people to do that? Uh, well, it is fairly easy to find me on social media, especially uh, through my Twitter or my Instagram. Uh, my handle is the Escapade, as in T-H-E-A-C-E. C A P A D E. It's a weird name. Uh, the Escapades of an Ace. Uh, Ace is my nickname, and I, uh, you know, find myself doing a, a lot of crazy stuff. Adweek called me a, our one of our industry magazines. They called me a whirlwind of action. So uh, <laughs> it's a kind of interesting thing to go by, but uh, I, I like it. I like uh, I like where I'm at right now. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming down. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it.